This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Okay, guys, get ready for a great interview. Today, I talked to Jennifer Chico, who leads the Experience Delivery Service Area within Deloitte's Marketing and Communications Group. She gives a lot of really interesting stories, both about her career with Deloitte and being pushed out of her comfort zone. Those, I think, are really relevant to our listeners. And she talks about what Deloitte looks at when they're looking at marketing their own services organization on social media. Take a listen. Welcome, Jennifer, to the show. Hello. It's so exciting to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. And I'm really interested, before we get started in learning about what you do at Deloitte, because there's some really interesting things there in terms of where you sit within the organization, I'd love to know the story of your career, how you got to where you are today, because I know that you really didn't start out in the professional services industry. That's right. That's right. Right after school, um, I did a stint of sports marketing. I don't know if you are familiar, but I actually worked for Franco Harris right out of school. He's a um, a very famous uh, Steeler football player from the 70s. And uh, so that was so much fun. Um, for that many, is so many reasons. cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Some of your older listeners may have heard of him. He's very famous for the Immaculate Reception. But um, I learned a ton in that role. Um, we did a lot of, um, you know, public service announcements and um, a lot of sports marketing, uh, merchandising, uh, sponsorships. And I traveled all over with him and learned a great deal there with him and his small company. And so then I learned about an opportunity with Deloitte in Atlanta. And I was really excited about the opportunity to relocate to Atlanta and join such a reputable firm as Deloitte. And when I joined Deloitte, this was years ago, so I'm aging myself here, but this was in the mid-90s. And I joined in a marketing position uh, for our telecommunications practice which was really uh, just uh, being stood up at the time. And over the years, I worked in our industry program, developing integrated marketing programs for industry marketing. And so that was telecommunications, manufacturing, uh, global uh, financial services. And then in the early 2000, I was asked to move. And this is one of the great things about Deloitte is they never let you get comfortable. So once you get comfortable, they take you out of that comfort zone and ask you to do something very different. And I was asked to join our strategy and brand uh, and innovation group, helping to lead our brand strategy. And I just worked with so many different agencies at the time and had um, such a great uh, learning experience there, looking at advertising, strategic brand positioning, um, messaging, um, a little bit of digital marketing, but not a whole lot. 
And then this is an interesting milestone in my career. Um, I, I uh, went into consulting marketing, led marketing for our strategy and operations practice for several years, really enjoyed that as well, um, but got pretty comfortable. And then I went out on maternity leave. And when I went out on maternity leave, I was eager to move into a new role still with our strategy and operations practice. And while I was on maternity leave, I couldn't help myself, and I continued to uh, monitor what was happening at the firm, and I saw that this new role was actually going to somebody else. <gasps> and I, yes, exactly. And yeah. I was not excited about that. No. no. So what did you do? No. So I think it might have been the um, postpartum hormones that gave me the courage, but yeah. I jumped in reached out to my leader at the time and said, hey, I thought that I was going to be up for this more senior role in this practice, and it doesn't look like that's happening in my absence. And she said, look, I've got another plan for you. Hang tight. Can you please shut down email and go enjoy your baby? Uh. And, and this was such a big learn to me, Carrie, because I think sometimes you really have to you really have to listen. And I think, you know, I'd been at the firm for a decade at this point, And I think people start to understand what your strengths are, what you're, what you're good at, where you have potential, right, where you can add value. And so I went back to uh, uh, breastfeeding, which is what you do on maternity leave. And um, yeah, and, uh, and then about a month and a half later, she called me and she said, hey, I'd like you to lead internet marketing. And this is what you called it uh, back in 2008. And um, I said, I'm not a techie person. I do not know why you think I would be good at that. I, I don't think so. No, thanks. And she said, no, I don't want somebody that's a techie person. I want somebody that gets the business, understands what we do, can see this as a powerful channel, as a branch play for the firm and really take it to the next level. I'd really like you to step up and lead internet marketing for the U.S., and so I did. And this is, as you know, when social media was really emerging. And so, you know, the rest is history. I have been uh, in, and, and my scope has expanded since then. But but that's really been such a huge opportunity for me. And I couldn't thank her enough for giving it to me. So here we okay. are, you know, almost nine years later. OK, I have maybe um, a million questions right now because I love I hear so many themes from what you're saying. You know, I loved what you said about Deloitte um, pushing you, you know, beyond getting comfortable, like when you're comfortable, you move forward. So how did you how did you adapt to that? What did you do to cope when you're when you're pushing past your comfort zone? What do you do to uh, really fill yourself with confidence to be able to try something that you don't know as well. You hear it in your story quite a bit, right? When you went to brand strategy and then when you went over on the consulting side to help do the marketing on the consulting side. And then when you went to the internet side, really every one of these things was pretty new for you and pushing you out of your comfort zone. What is a good way to deal with or to really optimize when you're being pushed out of your comfort zone? Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And, and I, I was not an expert in any of those areas, telecom yep. manufacturing, if none of them. Yep. And, you know, I highly rely on others. Yep. So I find the experts and yep. I interview them and I learn from them. And I think one of the things I've learned over the years is to, is to collaborate and to build phenomenal teams. So as I continued to excel in the organization and take on more senior leadership roles, that became more and more and more and more important. And so when I moved into digital marketing, 
I really just went out and interviewed every individual that was on the team at that time and said, what do you do? Why do you do it? What are we trying to achieve? How do we measure success? What are other organizations doing that you believe is best practice? And so, and of course, a ton of reading and studying, but it really comes down to learning from others. That's really what helped me a great deal. And, um, you know, since then, I've moved into a role that at the firm where we have created this in-house agency and, and I lead a group called Experience Delivery. And it's, it's a broader scope looking at all marketing areas. And so uh, continue to, to, to play that area of, of, of leaning on the team and the talent and the experts in those, in those channels. I love that. And, and really learning from others, it sounds like is really a strong key to pushing past your comfort zone. And I have one more question on this around the maternity leave, because I write about this in my upcoming book, uh, which is called work it. And I talk about one of the things we talk about is about working like through a family plan. And we talk about different people and different experiences with this. When you got the courage to push forward and say like, Hey, that's my, you know, I really want that position. And, and she said she had a greater plan for you. Were you able to then trust that and turn your mind off and actually enjoy the time at home? Or was it hard for you? Were you still thinking about it uh, during that time? Or did you trust in the process that you would get to where you wanted to go? Not immediately. I didn't. To be to be honest, I, yep. I didn't. Uh, you know, because you think you know. And at the time, I really do believe I was in a different place at the time, right? Yep. And, and I'm not kidding when I say I think hormones played a role there. They do, yep. right? You know? Yep. And so um, I, I didn't 100% trust at the time, but I was more and more, the more that you kind of absorb the idea of the new opportunity, I got excited about that. And I saw the potential and I knew that there was a future in digital and social marketing without a doubt. So I looked on the bright side and said, okay, I am going to trust our leaders. And, um, and I'm very thankful and grateful for the opportunity. And so now having been there uh, through in the, in this area of internet marketing or digital marketing or, or whatever it is that we want to call it and have called it over the years in looking at that, and you take kind of a little bit more of a bird's eye view, I know, because you're leading, you led a team there and worked at that. How have you seen it change over time? I know it's like such a big question because it's changed so much over the course of those nine years, but what have you really, if you're taking a step back, what have you really seen change? It's changed tremendously and it continues to change at such a rapid pace that it's it's absolutely incredible right um, I think when I started in 2008 I, I remember going in to give a presentation on our digital and social strategy and I had a slide with a bowl of spaghetti thrown at the wall and I said look relative to social uh, we're gonna we're just going to put some stuff out there and see what sticks yeah right because we yep. didn't know. And, and nobody knew. And, and that was my strategy. It, it really was. And as you know, in the last eight or nine years, I mean, it has exploded, right? And so we're still testing and learning and adjusting. And as you know, you talk to a lot of experts in this field. That's required for success, right? You've got to be very nimble. You've got to experiment. And that's a big part of our operation and a big part of our strategy. So when we look ahead and we look at all of the different channels that exist out there over time, you know, our strategy has changed. You know, with, with LinkedIn, for example, I would say it's full speed ahead. There's nothing but potential there for us as a professional services organization. When I look at YouTube, 
probably stay the course. When I look at Twitter, you know, it's proceed with caution. We see value there, but when we look at the objectives of what we're, you know, of our marketing strategy, is our audience there? Sometimes they are. Sometimes we learn that they aren't. When we look at Facebook, it's let's keep the momentum that we believe there's opportunity there. When we look at Instagram or Snapchat or some of these others, we believe they're ripe for experimentation, but we've got to learn, right? So that was certainly not the case years ago. So over time, it continues to evolve. You hear a lot about, you know, from a digital perspective, you know, working to achieve this personalized experience that's absolutely critical. And we continue down that path and continue to get closer to achieving that. But it is a, a, a major goal of ours. You know, it's interesting. It's when you talk about it. I loved uh, your story about the slide about the spaghetti on the wall. And I think in a lot of ways, we are still throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Like when you talk about Snapchat, like these are things that are ripe for experimentation. But in many ways, like what you said about LinkedIn and Facebook, when you're looking at these things, those start to become more of a science and you're able to actually look at it and say like, okay, we know how to optimize this. And as it, as it changes, of course, there are always new things, but it's kind of like, you know where you're throwing the spaghetti at that point. Like you've got, you've got a good, they've matured, I think in a way that many haven't, but there's always new and interesting platforms to try. I think that's right. And I think it's also understanding there's value to these channels, right? But is there value to these channels for, for what we're trying to achieve? Absolutely. And you have to look at what you're trying to do as a pro professional services firm. And that's what I think is so particularly interesting about your role. You know, a lot of times when we talk to people at consulting groups, they're working with clients, you're actually doing the marketing for the organization of Deloitte. That's a, that's a really interesting and sort of uh, different angle than we've had on the show before. I think what's really interesting about that is you mentioned that, you know, you're a part of this in-house agency and, and doing that, talk to me a little bit about how that came to be around uh, experience delivery, how that came to be and what it's like to be in an agency setting within a broader corporation. Sure. Yeah. So this was, I think this was a, a pretty ambitious effort. We really looked inside and, and I think widened our perspective across the entire firm. And, you know, what we had at the time was marketing dispersed throughout the organization. So we had a marketing team that did everything for the healthcare practice, a marketing team that did everything, including strategy development, implementation of campaigns for the consulting practice, for the tax practice, and so forth. And it really prevented us from moving quickly on company-wide initiatives and, and also putting our experts, those with the deep technical skills and things like digital marketing or event production against those channel strategies. And so what we decided to do is build this in-house agency. So we have really the best of both worlds. We kept a small team of marketing planners with each of the business units, but then we created this in-house agency that can now move quickly at, at both the enterprise level across all the business units and for each of, of the individuals. So, and it also, I think, creates a phenomenal talent model for our people, right? And, and I think it's becoming a, a destination of choice for the best marketing talent. When we put, you know, opportunities out there in the marketplace for an in-house agency, the kind of creative, innovative talent that comes our way is just so exciting, quite honestly. So, 
it's been a big, big change. And I've been a big part of, of implementing the strategy. And uh, I think it's, it's paying off very well for the businesses and also our people. So we're very excited about it. And so agency environments are known as very creative spaces, very fast paced, very exciting, you know, really energetic places. Are you able to keep that momentum uh, in this agency setting? And if so, um, how, what are some of the things you guys do to make sure that you're always innovating and always, always really on top of the game there? We do. We absolutely do. And we're always taking a different perspective on things. We're always asking ourselves, you know, challenging the status quo. How can we do things differently, right? We look back, we look at progress from the past, but how could we have done that differently? So here's a great example. This is top of mind because it just occurred last week. But we always get a few thousand people together for an internal marketing meeting, right? And we have this big internal firm-wide meeting to talk about our overall strategy and conduct, you know, networking opportunities, and what we did last week was we called it the unconference because it was not a typical conference. It was an unconference. Uh, and I can take credit for this, by the way, our, our, uh, <laughs> our communications team led this, but it was so well received and it was so different. And it, and it enabled that kind of brainstorming and we brought in phenomenal speakers. Um, we had uh, an NBA basketball player. We had an author of a, of a, a, a great um, self-help book to come in and talk to us. But th- this was done in a hybrid fashion. So we have hubs across the United States, you know, your typical Atlanta, Chicago, New York, where we got the people that are close to that city to get together in person. And then everything else was done through live streaming, right? And so these speakers came in at, at one of the locations, but we live streamed it out. We had live interaction through Q&A. Then we had breakouts that were all done virtually. And it was such uh, a valuable, powerful experience that you would not expect. And we've never done anything like that before. So, so yeah, I think we're doing things differently. And we, we are doing things in a way that allow us to have that kind of agency feel and an innovative culture. Love it. And so Keeping with that innovation, I want to ask you this, when you're looking towards the future, and of course you don't have a magic, magic crystal ball or anything. When you're looking towards the future, based on what you've seen over the past, I don't know, decade in the space and looking at this, uh, what do you think, what, what trends are heading forward in social media? What do you think we can look forward to and, and things that you're most excited about in the future with social media? I think it's all about listening. I think it's all about finding your wheelhouse and where you're comfortable and understanding the power of each of the different channels. And, you know, I think it, it is very difficult to try to put your finger on exactly what to expect because there's always an up and coming channel. Um, But um, I do believe that it is here to stay. For example, we were just on a call talking about CRM, things like that, right? Yeah. And we were talking about all the contact information that you have for, for uh, your clients and, and so forth. And we, of course, have their email addresses. And one of the things that we just said is critical that we have in our system is their social handle. That's the future. Mm. We need to know their social handle. And so I think it's here to stay. I think we need to embrace it. And I think we need to experiment with it and learn how 
can I capitalize on this for what I'm trying to achieve, whether or not that's personal or for my business or for my philanthropy or for my cause. I think it's extremely useful if, if you know how to tap it. And I, again, I think it is the future. Incredible. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show today. If people want to contact you or want to follow Deloitte anywhere, where should they go? I am at Jennifer Chico at, on Twitter. So at Jennifer Chico and also on LinkedIn at uh, uh, LinkedIn slash Jennifer Chico. My last name is spelled C like Charlie H I C O. Thank you for being on the show today. You're one fabulous social lady. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.